Whether you're an old head, a young gun, or neither, I hope we all can appreciate great moments. Rare feats on the baseball field and great stories about the baseball players themselves. Welcome to In the Bullpen with Mark Dewey, sponsored by Developing Contenders Ministries. You're listening to the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! Many baseball fans continue to bemoan what they see as a lack of respect and humility professionalism, and proper priorities in the game of baseball. Now, I've addressed these issues on several occasions and spent a significant portion of last week's episode doing so. No doubt, many would argue that those of us who think such things are wrong. Okay, make your case. However, I hope nobody would assert that some things we watch, some things we see, shouldn't be appreciated by all baseball fans. I'm speaking about great moments and great stories. All of us should be thankful for these. I mentioned on several occasions that as I have a weekly podcast, there is little that I can say on a Monday that you haven't already heard, unless of course it happened late Sunday night or early Monday morning and you hadn't seen it. However, something very special took place in Philadelphia on Wednesday last week as the Phillies hosted the Nationals, and it is something that you may have missed. 1-0 the count. Wilson is having a great year at Triple A's first year in the Phillies organization. The 1-0 pitch. Swing and a miss. He was going for the downs. Yeah, he was. Well, you only got one chance to uh, hit a homer on your first swing in the big leagues. Yep. Go for it. He's got family here. He's originally from North Carolina, the 1-1. Swung on, hit deep, and I think he did it. He did it. Yes. <laughs> Weston Wilson has homered in his first major league at bat. How about that? And enjoy that trip around the bases, Wes Wilson. He looks skyward as he steps on home plate. Home run number one for Wilson. Gets a big hug from Harper at the top step. What a what a great moment for that young man. First pitch on the way to Sosa. Is up high for a ball. Shot of his father in the stands. Uh, Brought to tears mm. as the pitch is down a little bit low. What a special, special moment. I got you, didn't I? You thought I was going to bring up something else that happened that night in Philadelphia. But as we heard, as the Philly announcer said, that was a great moment. And backstory even enhances the fact that it's a great moment. Obviously, any time a player hits a home run in his first major league at bat, 
That's a phenomenal achievement. But the backstory adds to it. Weston Wilson was a 17th round draft pick in 2016 out of Clemson. He's almost 29 years old. He played seven years in the minor leagues, over 2,800 at-bats, over 700 games, all in minor league baseball. And a couple of years back, he had a blood clot, and he thought his career might be over. But he worked very hard, and he patiently waited very long. And this is his first year with the Phillies organization. He was doing very well this year in AAA. He had 25 home runs. And on this night, when he gets his first ever Major League at-bat, and in that at-bat, hits a home run, there were about 15 to 20 people, family members and friends, that were there to watch him and got to witness this, including his parents and his wife. And you heard in the clip about uh, them showing his father, whose name is Bill or Billy, and he was brought to tears. And he said this after the game. We've been here for three days. It's been very emotional. I think the biggest thing through all this is it's all about the journey, not the destination. We're glad he's here. But all the lessons he's learned along the way, the journey is what defines a person. And then Weston Wilson's wife, Madison, said this. As incredible of an athlete he is, he's 10 times a man and a husband. Men, I want to submit to you that a comment like that from your wife is worth far more than tens of thousands of fans praising you for what you're able to do on a baseball field. But there's more to this story or to the backstory. I mentioned he was drafted in the 17th round in 2016. He was drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. And after the draft, he went to Helena, Montana, short season A ball or rookie ball for his first season and played there the entire season. I was there as the pitching coach that season in Helena. So I got to see Weston Wilson play on a day in and day out basis, and I got to know the man. I believe it was the next spring, so Weston's first spring training, that I had a lengthy and and very enjoyable conversation with his father. And then I believe it was my final spring training, 2019, where he and his wife came to our house for dinner. My wife and I had them over for dinner, and we had a great time having conversations with the two of them. I think they were just recently married, maybe that offseason. So I got to see Weston Wilson play all of 2016, and often between 2017 and 2019, my last year with the Brewers, as I was traveling to see uh, our various affiliates. I may have told this story, and I'm not sure if I told it mentioning that it was Weston Wilson or not, but when I was in Biloxi, double A for the Brewers, in 2019, it was early in the game, maybe the fourth inning of the game, and Weston Wilson was at the plate, there were two outs, nobody on base, and he had two strikes on him. Now, I'm sitting up right behind home plate watching the game, and I can see that he now gets into a two-strike approach. And he hits a ball that's to the backhand side of the second baseman, clanks off the heel of his glove, Weston gets on first, the next batter hits a triple to score Weston, and then the next batter did something to score that man that hit a triple. So two runs scored in that inning, early in the game, I think it was a 0-0 ball game at that time, fundamentally because Weston Wilson took a two-strike approach, and understand this, I know at the end of the season, he led the team in home runs. I think he was leading the team in home runs then. But he didn't say, hey, I'm the home run hitter. 
let me swing for the fences with two outs and two strikes, you could see he shortened up. You could see he took a two-strike approach. He got on base. That resulted in two runs scoring that inning. And at the end of nine innings, Biloxi won the game by two runs. Weston Wilson plays the game the right way. And if you go look at the video of that home run, again, you got to realize how absolutely excited he had to be, and yet he didn't run around the bases like a clown. He ran around the bases like a professional. And that's because, again, he plays the game the right way. And there is a right way and a wrong way. Weston Wilson is very respectful of others. He's very humble about himself. And all of this flows from his desire, and his father expressed this to me in our conversation in spring training and Weston throughout various conversations, but his desire to honor King Jesus with his life. It may be that you did not hear about his home run because until now you hadn't heard the name Weston Wilson. But almost definitely, if you missed out on that home run, it's because his accomplishment that night, Wednesday night, in Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Ballpark was overshadowed by something else. Michael Lorenzen's mom is enjoying his Citizens Bank Park debut. That one's hit sharply on one hop. Castro's got it, casually composes, throws to first, and a one, two, three, seventh inning. Something special here at the ballpark. Two balls and two strikes. Lorenzen against Abrams. The pitch. Out to right field. Castellanos is over. He's under it. Makes the catch. And the inning is over. Eight no-hit innings. Michael Lorenzen is heading out the ninth inning. Pretty incredible. Bounced on the ground to third. Big hop for Alec Bohm. He's got it. Throws. In time. One away. No balls and two strikes. And a call. Strike three side corner 95 miles an hour so two away one more pitch he's saying one more pitch one more pitch the three two pitch swung on popped up shallow center field Rojas sprinting in he's under it he has space makes the catch and Michael Lorenzen has thrown the 14th no hitter in Philadelphia Phillies history he is being mobbed by his teammates as the Phillies shut out the Nationals 7 nothing. 124 pitches, 15 fly ball outs, and a masterful celebration. Tip of the cap to Rob Thompson. He gave a young man a chance to do something that only the special ones were able to do. What a special night on Wednesday in Philadelphia. I believe Lorenzen had 53 pitches after three innings. He settled in and and then had 100 after seven, 111 after eight, and as you heard, finished with 124 total pitches. His previous career high, at least at the major league level, was 107 pitches. And I agree that there needs to be a tip of the cap to Rob Thompson for allowing Michael Lorenzen to do that, for not saying, well, 111, we better get him out of there. He gave Michael Lorenzen a chance. And after the game, he gave him a toast. Mike, unbelievable, bro. Two outings here, eight innings, first time, saved our bullpen, nine tonight, no hitter. Unbelievable. Welcome to Philadelphia, buddy. Fuck yeah. 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 Appreciate it, guys. Um, JT, incredible. You've caught me twice. Second time, no, no. Um, they're hitting missiles, but thankfully they're just a center field. Thank, thankfully they were all to center field, so good defense. Uh, but JT, like, 
That's incredible, man. Appreciate you. Love you, brother. Love you guys. Thank you for being so welcoming. It means a lot. Thank you, guys. Just a reminder, Lorenzen got traded at the trade deadline from the Tigers to the Phillies. So he has only been with them for two starts. An eight-inning start in Miami and then the no-hitter. But notice in that audio clip how Michael Lorenzen immediately turned his attention to his teammates after the toast. How he spoke with gratitude. How he spoke with respect and humility. He was eager to give credit where credit is due after his no-hitter. And he did not only do so in the clubhouse, he did so on the field in a post-game interview. Well, Michael, I tell you what, one thing we noticed about the way this game was progressing with you is you showed your intelligence. You kept letting them hit it to Rojas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tell you, I didn't strike out the world in this game. And so, you know, it, when you're pitching, balls can land in different places. And I just had God's grace today. And I definitely got to thank God for today. I got to give him all the, I mean, all the glory just to be able to keep me calm and trusting in him. And, um, you know, whatever happened, I was just going to trust in him. And that's kind of what I've been doing all season and, and trying to just lean on him and, um, yeah, I, I just that were, there was a lot of hard hit balls, and thankfully they were to center field, not left or right. Hey, congratulations! Go enjoy it with your teammates yeah, and your family. Congratulations, bud. Appreciate it, guys. Awesome! What an emotional wow. night. Gratitude for his teammates, gratitude for and to the Lord, and there is also backstory to this. Not only his career and what's gone on in his career with the Reds and other teams, and now with the Phillies, but he has had what has to be called a rough life in many ways. He's had rough times in the game in many ways. His father died several years ago. At this game, his mother, his wife, and his nine-month-old daughter were there to witness it. So when you think about Weston Wilson's friends and family and Michael Lorenzen's family, it was truly a family night in Philadelphia on Wednesday. And Michael's mother, whose name is Cheryl, tweeted this out. Incredible night, my son. No one is more deserving than you. The Lord has been so good to you. Stay strong in your faith and keep pushing through. In an article, of course, Lorenzen got interviewed in a lot of different situations, as you would after throwing a no-hitter. Lorenzen talked about the fact that the game hasn't always been smooth sailing for him. As a matter of fact, he says it's punched me in the face many times. And he said there's never been a season, and he's in his ninth year, where he said, you know what, I'm very pleased with this season. But he said he kept putting in the work. He kept trusting and hoping that that work would pay off at some time. And of course, in a big way, it paid off on Wednesday night. And then he also said this, this whole experience has been so humbling. The only thing I can do is just step back and thank God for everything, literally everything that he's done for me, even the trials and everything. It's made me better as a man, as a baseball player. I wouldn't trade any of it for anything. But to be able to experience this tonight, I'm just so grateful, so blessed. And if you want to really understand much more about the backstory, I recommend that you look this up online and read it. It is an article that is titled, in the Name of the Father, written by Zach Buchanan. It was written on February 10th, 2017, 
and was in the Cincinnati Inquirer. And you can find it online. Go read it. Outstanding story. And you'll, I think, immediately become a fan of Michael Lorenzen and root for him. Now, some of you might be thinking, Mark, are you a secret Phillies fan? Last week, you had a big part of the podcast devoted to the Phillies, and now this week. Well, no, I'm not, but I will say two things. I've mentioned that my two youngest boys that are still in the house are Braves fans. My oldest son, who's still in the house, he's 18, Jackson, is a Phillies fan. And at one time in my life, I was a Phillies fan. I would say from the mid-70s, probably to the late 80s. Always a lifelong Detroit Tiger fan, but I became a Phillies fan in the mid-70s. And here's how it happened. I had a neighbor who was, I think, five years older than me. Craig Johnson lived two houses down. He was an avid Pittsburgh sports fan, so he loved the Steelers and the Pirates. And so, of course, he's, say, a junior in high school when I'm in sixth grade, and I thought, well, if he loves the Steelers and the Pirates so much, I'm going to like the Oakland Raiders and the Philadelphia Phillies. So I was, at one time, a huge Phillies fan. But this isn't about being a Phillies fan. It's about some of the things that I've seen with the Phillies the last couple of weeks that I think are good. And to show that it's not all about the Phillies, something else very special happened this week, but it happened with somebody that plays for the Houston Astros. Singleton hits one high, hits one deep. Fair ball to three-run bomb it is. John Singleton. It's his first big league home run in 2,935 days. And the Astros lead this game 3-1. to one. Number one on the season for the tank, John Singleton. Holy oh, he, did, he might have done it again. If this stays fair, it's a 5-RBI game. It is. Did they go over Ultra? Woo. That is very close to where he put that first ball, a three-run home run, followed by a two-run home run. Hello. John Singleton returned to Minute Maid Park for the first time in over eight years, and he's having a career day. In between Major League home runs, he has another hit. On base for the fourth time today, as Mauricio Dubon had to duck out of the way, and he and... John Singleton are having a laugh about that. Have yourself a night, John Singleton. What a night it was. That was Friday night against the Angels. He went three for four with two home runs and five RBI. Now, I talked about John Singleton a few weeks back. At that time, he had been called up to the Milwaukee Brewers, and I did not know much about him at all. But I remember reading about how in AAA, when his teammates found out that he was getting called up into the big leagues, that they, they erupted in, in cheerfulness and jo- in joy. And so I looked into that a little bit more. And I know a bit more about the backstory. I shared a little bit when I talked about his call-up with the Brewers. But John Singleton was drafted originally by the Phillies. So I guess the Philadelphia Phillies get brought in again and traded to the Houston Astros. And then in 2014, when he was only 22 years old, Before he ever made his Major League debut, he signed with the Astros a five-year, $10 million contract. He was, at that time, the number one prospect in the Astros system. And then in that year, he was called up shortly after another top prospect for Houston, a man you've likely heard of, George Springer. But John Singleton struggled on the field and off the field. He was suspended three times for failing drug tests. 
The third failed test came in 2018. He failed the test because of marijuana use and was suspended for 100 games. And the Astros released him. And he was out of baseball until 2021 when he went to play in the Mexican League. This year, he began with the Brewers, began at AAA, and was called up by them. And I talked about that when it happened. But then after getting to the big leagues with Milwaukee, he was 3-for-29 in 11 games and eventually released. He re-signs with the Astros, goes to AAA for Houston, and hits 12 home runs in 33 games. And then he is called up. And there's more backstory than that. But I'm not as familiar with his backstory, John Singleton's, as I am with Lorenzen's and Weston Wilson's. But we have been treated in this past week to three impressive on-field accomplishments. And with that, three stories about the men who achieved them. Three men who experienced and allowed us to enjoy very special moments on the field this past week. But also to look back, look back years to see how they got here, how they got to this point in their careers, how they got to this point in their lives. One of them, Weston Wilson, is just beginning his major league career. One, Michael Lorenzen, may be coming into his own at this time in his major league career. And John Singleton, for a long time, wondered if he'd ever again have a major league career. All three men have dealt with significant adversity. All three men pressed on through that adversity. All three men speak about the importance of faith and family. All three, to varying degrees, put their priorities in life on display for the baseball world to see. Every baseball fan should appreciate what we've witnessed and what we've heard. Whatever you or I or anybody else may see in the game that causes us concern, concern about where things are headed, we can be sure of a couple of things. Great moments and great storylines, like we've experienced thanks to these three men and their families, will keep coming. And they will keep coming because behind them, behind the men, their families, and the stories, is the great storyteller, the great story writer, the only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who ordains whatsoever comes to pass. And as these men have learned, whatsoever sometimes results in tears of sadness and heartache, and at other times in tears of joy and thanksgiving. But that's a conversation for another day. Join us next time for In the Bullpen on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thank you for listening.